Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. So today we're going to talk about two things on this Mindset Monday edition of the podcast. The first one is what percentage of SLPs in private practice work part-time versus full-time? And also, what is the total number or percentage of SLPs that are ASHA members that work in private practice? Stay tuned to find out. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. Hey there, this is Jenna Kester-Kasbon with another edition of the Mindset Monday version of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. And today I want to talk to you about something um, I just want to go through some data from ASHA related to private practice and just talk to you about it because I have some thoughts. So one of the pieces of information is from a newer source and one is from a slightly older source, but they're both from ASHA documents. So in 2015, the SLP healthcare survey included data about private practice owners and co-owners. And you can go to their website and they have this document on there. And basically what it did is it kind of broke down some demographic information about private practitioners. Now, you know, it's 2019 and there hasn't been an update on this specific information. So just take this with kind of a grain of salt. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting was it talked about the percentage of private practitioners who were in full-time private practice versus part-time private practice. And this is one of the things that especially my beginners worry about is um, like quitting their jobs and leaping or jumping into private practice. And so the statistic from ASHA actually is that as of this 2015 data, 64% of private practitioners worked part time in private practice. Now, you can interpret that in one of two ways. One, that all they did was private practice and it was part time. Or it could also be that they had a part-time private practice like on the side of a regular job. It doesn't matter, really. I just think it's sort of interesting to think about that, you know, a lot of people think that private practice has to be kind of an all or nothing thing. 
But it turns out that lots and lots of people are actually doing this um, part-time in some sort of capacity. So that was one piece of information that I thought was interesting. The second piece of information that I thought was interesting is a new piece of information from ASHA. This is the 2018 member counts. So this is much more current. In this, they talked about different settings that um, SLPs, and they also talk about audiologists, um, work in. And so in terms of settings, not surprisingly, 54% of ASHA members are in educational settings, which includes schools and also uh, colleges and universities. Um, then in terms of healthcare, it's 39% in healthcare. And then when it comes to private practice, one-fifth or 21% are employed in private practice full or part-time. So there is some overlap with these numbers. I think, you know, some people work in more than one setting. But I thought that was interesting to think that one-fifth of the ASHA membership, 21%, are employed either part-time or full-time private practice. So we are a small but mighty subset of what the larger ASHA members do. Um, but I thought that that was really great just to think that, you know, we're certainly not alone. Um, I think sometimes private practice can be lonely, uh, but it shouldn't be because there's actually a lot of us. And so I was pleasantly surprised by that number. And if anyone out there who's listening to this wants to be a part of that number and wants to be part of the 21%, as it were, um, I have a couple of options for you. So if you already, you're, you're thinking about private practice, but you haven't gone through any of the steps to actually do it, I have a great resource for you for the total beginners. It's a private practice roadmap. It's downloadable. It's about 21 pages. Um, and it goes through all the steps that you need to go through to have a successful private practice. So if you're interested in that, you can go to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash roadmap. Um, on the flip side, if you already are in private practice and you're looking to grow, you're a growth level private practitioner, but you need help with um, increasing your income, creating a team and having more um, systems, you know, solid systems in place then you're going to want to check out growyourprivatepractice.com. That's my new coaching and membership program for growth level private practitioners. So um, anyway, I just wanted to share this piece of information that we are a more on the side or more part-time people in private practice than many people thought and, or I assume that more people thought, and also that there's a good amount of SLPs in private practice. Um, the other thing that's just kind of cool about that is I, I don't know if you know this, but I have a mission this year to help 500 SLPs start their private practices. And we're right now in mid-June. And if you, again, are looking to start your private practice, I would love for you for this to be the year. And if you need help doing it, um, feel free to sign up for the private practice roadmap I've helped over 5,000 people get started since I started the independent clinician back in 2008. So I would love to help you too. So anyway, you can head over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash roadmap and pick that up. And we'll be back with another interview in just a couple days. All right. Thank you for listening today. Take care. Be well. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. 
If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.